Hello and welcome to episode 22 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and 80s mohair jumper magnate, Mark. Which is with us in the house. It is, it's behind you. Yeah. Very exciting. It's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, lockdowns, shutdowns, smackdowns, hoedowns, <laughs> and life's ups and downs. <laughs> We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. You're very close to the mic today. You're kind of... It's because <laughs> of that review. <laughs> We're going to come to that. We're Probably in the, the next review. episode. I'm, you've I'm kind paranoid. Of <laughs> I'm literally going to be shouting. That no one's going to hear us. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, that's a tease for the next episode. Okay. Sounds There's like me getting all organised yeah. and you've just literally come in and done just what you said you would and throw it all up in the air straight away. I think this afternoon is... is in about the last three minutes has encapsulated our two characters. You're there with like books, post-it notes and order. And I'm going... You just turned up with a couple of caramel. Yeah, Tunnock's caramel, <laughs> dark chocolate. I mean, the I've purest, not been... Un- not the been purists in- won't like that, will they? No, we already got some feedback on that. On oh, Instagram, right. someone was like, what? Dark chocolate? <laughs> you <Heathens>. deviants. <laughs> yeah. So coming up in this episode, uh, got some bookmarks and apologies. Uh, I have a couple of surprises for you. Mm. Mark, God of War. In work-life ballet, we've got lockdown two. We're in lockdown two. Hmm. And just for those rule books amongst us, we are um, following the official guidelines as of today. (laughs) We we can't guarantee there'll be... I'm in Cornwall. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not. But I I think our our natural chemistry and rapport almost makes it feel like we're in the same room. Doesn't it? How's the coffee, all right? That you got for yourself? No, I've got a hot chocolate. Yeah, I've got a cream tea. <laughs> Jam first? Isn't Cornwall cream first? Don't say that. They'll all be writing in. You know, I mentioned Fred Wong when I showed you the picture just now. Yeah. He showed a picture of a cream tea the other day as well. Right. Do you know which order? Kuala Lumpur. Well, I texted him and said, yeah. Fred, what's your order? Cream first, jam second, he said. So he's Devon, isn't he? You're right, Cornwall is well, jam he's first. wrong. I don't know what <laughs> kind of it is. He's just wrong. Fred wrong. My family is in... <laughs> yeah Fred, i did that joke in the kitchen you you sounded like i was i shouldn't have said i it. thought you sounded racist i thought i was just amusing we probably need to say fred is fred is um a guy that i dm in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, you've never met fred right never met fred okay but we just sometimes go hey bro what's happening really like it's happening yeah. in Kuala Lumpur, dude yeah if you look at his instagram he's everything i'm not he's ordered well he's Kuala Lumpian Kuala Lumpian. for a start <laughs> that was willy wonka wasn't that <laughs> What? The orange ones. Oh, plumpers. Oh, not Kuala Lumpur. Not Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we need to move this on quick. Yeah. I got Edit. Co- yeah. Um, lock, yeah, lockdown two. Mm. Um, so we're going to do a little bit on un- unlocking your mindset. Okay. Well, hopefully, I'm quite excited about it. Hopefully, you're quite excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeful it's going to be good enough to be excited about. Okay. Uh, and in Drop and Give Me 20, we've got Lifting in Lockdown, the first of our series of three workouts you can do at home. Yeah. He looks over. Have you done your homework? <laughs> I've done. I've done the homework, and I've also checked with somebody because there is um, an accompanying video for the second lot of exercises for someone who can do the exercises way better than me. Oh, so there'll be a link in the notes for and people you... to be able to watch a video. That's cool of someone doing what we're talking about. Excellent. That's thorough. Thorough. How are you? I mean, last week was all a bit of a, wasn't it? Yeah, sort of continued really, as I was just telling you in the kitchen. I've been put on medication that's meant to take three months to build up to. Right, yeah. And that took a day. (laughs) 
Yeah, you fast-tracked your yeah. drug taking. Yeah, I should have read the packet rather than tra- trusting a doctor. Bad blokes, we don't read the instructions, no. do we? No. Just it's like putting it. an IKEA chest of drawers together. <laughs> yeah, just get yeah. down your neck. No, you see, I'm, good. You, you, I'm good. You seem good, like sprightly and kind of you know. Unless you're feeling different inside. No, I just but... I'm, I've said to several people that I am finding this cathartic with the podcast per se. Oh, right. And so I think the... the sprightliness is a little bit of if I'm here with doom and gloom and going. Well, it, it, it defeats the whole object of what we're trying to do, doesn't it? If, it, if it's an hour of just be doom and gloom, it's morbidity. Right. It's all the, the light and shade, light and shade. Of, yeah. of our lives, isn't it? No, well, I'm going sprightly to start with. Okay. We'll see how we can write. We'll see how we get. Right. Picking you off the no floor. No promises. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yourself? Because I didn't see you on Thursday. You didn't know. Yeah, I'm okay. Good. Just the idea that it's coming around again and it's just kind of taking the wind out of people's sails, isn't it? But I don't, don't you think that there's um, a sense of... Deja vu. <laughs> Deja flu, as Private Eye said. Um, no, more a sense of that people not necessarily are questioning, but are just going, uh, yeah. in the first one, you're telling us to do this and we'll do it, and it is sunny. And mm. it's, and then people are saying to themselves, I, don't, I can't quite understand that. And I know there was... Um, Th- well, things aren't joining up. I think, yeah, like they've, yeah. they've probably not realised that since the last one, everyone's been deep diving into all the stats and asking yeah. around. Yeah. And, and it is incredibly well-educated on... Yeah. Well, and there's two sides to every story, educated. isn't there? Yeah, there was a story in the mail today, and I'm not a mail reader, but this was up on Twitter. And pe- some people were criticising it. But there, for Twitter, there was a very high percentage of people going, actually, that makes sense. This guy had written one or two things about the, the the incongruous nature of lockdown too and was saying things like, you can have sex with your wife, but you can't play tennis with her. Uh-huh. Right. Right. <laughs> you can play tennis with no, her. No, you can't. Of course you can. No. But you can. No. can? No. Have you looked this up? Yes. And you can't? No. For what, on what grounds? You can't play tennis in lockdown too. You know, I'm getting tennis coaching. Yeah. The coach wrote to me and said, but tennis is off. I thought we could, you could do exercise with someone else. You can go for a walk. You can't do golf or tennis. Those are two things that are not allowed. (laughs) So (laughs) I could go for a walk with my tennis coach. But you couldn't sleep with him. Hold on. No, I got, I'm getting confused. (laughs) What can you do with him? Um, (laughs) When I have my tennis coaching, he stands at the other end of the court. That's normally how tennis works. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean yeah. he's your opponent? Yeah. So he's at the other end, lobbing balls down, and yeah. I do forehand, backhand. Yeah. So we're always the length of the whole court apart. Mm-hmm. Occasionally might come up a little bit closer for volleys or something. But because the rules on tennis are you cannot do tennis, the same as golf. Oh, just flat out can't do it, right? Okay. Yeah. So I think what people are doing, what this article in the Daily Mail was saying, if you take golf as an example... If you said to, you know, if a Martian came from the other world and said, explain lockdown two to me, I'm new to your world. And you went, here's somebody in a Pringle jumper. You can go for a walk. Stereotypical, but (laughs) go on. (laughs) You can go for a walk with them. Mm. And he'd go, understood. And you said, this is somebody in a Pringle jumper with a golf stick in their, golf club, golf (laughs) club in their hand. On a golf course, which is eight miles long, you cannot go for a walk with them. And the Martian, as you would expect, would go quizzically, oh, what's the reason for that? Mm. And then you just have to look blankly. That's crazy. Them's the rules. So I can't play tennis with someone who's going to be 30 metres away from me. Yeah, that's crazy. As Peter Alice once said, happiness is a long walk with a putter. Hmm. Peter Alice. Yeah. Did you see Southampton's tweet last night? 
I know they're top of the Premier, but yeah. it's, I didn't see the tweet. Well, after their 2-0 win over Newcastle yeah. last night, they now top of the Premier League yeah, for the first, first time, time ever. Yeah. And they they tweeted a picture of the table mm-hmm. with the caption, stop the count. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's still no president at this very minute. No. Have you seen the... Just, just... Well, there is. There isn't a new one, is what I mean. Yeah. There's how, an existing one. How can one. it be, if you're counting something... Why would it be? Why would things be slower in one state than another? Surely people have the same ability to count. They're not yeah. the biggest states, are they? No, I think it's all to do with whether they're actually even there to start with. I don't think some of the they haven't finished filling haven't, them in yet. Haven't really, <laughs> they haven't decided. <laughs> yeah, but we we do we now have something uh, very much in common with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That we've both been fact checked by yeah by Facebook. You know, so it happens to the best and worst of us, <laughs> doesn't it? The plural of taco is tacos. Okay. So it is a single taco. Yeah. I know when you said you were going to check this, mm-hmm. and I thought, good, you're thorough. I like that. <laughs> and you're also <a> prick. <laughs> I was also going to say, you know, we edited the whole thing out. <laughs> so you're talking about something and, and the readership for listeners. I didn't know I didn't edit tacos out. When we were talking about Halloween costumes. Yeah, but I left tacos in, didn't Did I? you? Oh, God, no, I did edit it out. Yeah. So this is completely not... This is complete completely... nonsense. No, yeah. so, so Mr. Organised, <laughs> ball stuff again. Oh, It's not going well for you today, is it? I'm trying my best. <laughs> uh, brown envelopes. It's not all bad news in brown envelopes. Go on. <laughs> Have you ever had a tax rebate? Yeah, it's all done online, though, isn't it? <laughs> you, yeah, but you still get a, you still get the notification okay. in so a brown envelope. Okay. All right, Smart well done. Ass. Well done for spending a week making me. One of the things I want to talk about later, I'm going to drop this in now. Yeah. Because I know you said, I said there was a lot of candle-related stuff I wanted to cover. Uh-huh. Blow, <laughs> blowing someone else's candle doesn't make yours glow brighter. Thank you. Why don't you leave that to the end? Because well, a... you've just done it. You've just basically taken a fire extinguisher to my candle <laughs> with your brown envelope analogy. <laughs> Firefighter oh demo. I'm not even sure this is you. This is a different you. <laughs> this is a beta block of me. <laughs> yeah, this might be a chilled out you. I'm not really sure what I've got. No, I'm not good it's on beta terrible. blockers. No, you're not. No. Um, not picking up the phone. Oh, God. yeah. I think we're kind of encouraged not to these days. Have you noticed when you go to, say, a brand, you're doing some shopping and you want to get hold of them, you know, kind of all my, the shoes you sent are the mm, wrong size mm. or, you know, yeah. the ointment you said has given me, has made my rash worse, you yeah. know, <laughs> one of those. And you try and get back to them and you try and go, just, you just want a phone number. Yeah. Just to yeah. try and, but they don't give you them, do they? Because they want to push you kind of down an email route. Mean, they yeah. don't, basically don't want anyone sat there taking phone calls, do they? Yeah. Because it's expensive. Mm. And, it's, mm. you know. um, and there's someone you can pick on as well, isn't there? If there's a being... Yeah, and then who, who wants to get shouted at? Yeah. You know, you know, certainly digitally, but we're kind of encouraged to go to you know the chat to the bottom right of the website. Oh, yeah. you know, talk to yeah, talk yeah. to Brian the bot. I actually quite like that. If, yeah, if there's like a, if there's an opportunity to do, that, I, I yeah. will I will find the chat. Do you find yourself being overly polite on those chats? I think I, like asked, I would I go out of my way. You know, over. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm polite generally because the protocol the from them is quite. Is there anything further we can do for you today, sir? And all it is a very. Mm. You know, it's scripted, but I quite like that sort of... Oh, yeah. But I, I will go, no, thank you, have a good day. And, yeah, well, you know, good I won't for just you. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have an apology. Mm-hmm. Well, I can have two now. Tacos is my first one, Publi- yeah. you know. That's um, just, that's human error. Your, your human error, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> um, 
I also said at the beginning of the last episode that we're going to do Kinky Queens and Radio Silence. Oh, yeah. And I didn't do the Radio Silence bit because we actually did record it and I found it so boring, I took it out. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm in that kind of, I'm going to mention it because I like to be, as you said, thorough. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that exciting. What and, was Kinky Queens? And I just thought it was quite ironic that I was actually silent about it. Yeah. <laughs> Kinky Queen. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, um, Catherine the Second, Catherine oh, the Great. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't Got get you. more kinky than having a horse lowered onto you, does it? No. You mentioned the thing about radio silence and if there's any alarms going off, if, if there was dead air, because we had a little bit of dead air on here, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we get yeah. it a lot. <laughs> Episodes <laughs> 4 to 17. <laughs> yeah. I think um, so in the broadcasting industry, a dark television station or silent radio station is one that has gone off air for an indefinite period of time. Usually, unlike dead air, broadcasting only silence, a station that is dark or silent does not transmit a carrier signal. In the US, dead air, if prolonged and occurring without permission, is an actionable offence that can result in fines from the FCC. Mm-hmm. Broadcast stations can use programmable devices known as silent sensors, off-air alarms, or silence monitors that will sound an alarm and alert personnel if dead air persists for more than a few seconds, which I think is what you were thinking about, yeah. wasn't it? When you asked me, did I have any apologies just before this started? You said no. No, no you do this. You normally remember them at the end. No, no, this was just, just, just an apology. It's funny, I, I do have concerns about how my brain works. That's That's factual. But when you said that, the apology that I was about to say was, I'm sorry that I missed history O-level. I was going to apologise to my parents, but I mean, they are both dead, so maybe it's too late, but I missed it. I like to think this podcast is far-reaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, just I was playing football it, and I missed it, and I just, I sort of want to apologise for that, because I think... Hold on, you missed your exam? Yeah. You were playing football? Hmm. Oh, right. Just passed me by. And they never knew? Well, they did when I got a bloody U. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah. Well, what just, did you say? I was playing. Well, I did you. Well, it was, did it was, you fess up at the pa- time? There was two papers. I missed one of them, so I think I ended up doing. Well, I got an E or something. But oh, right. You're going to struggle to pass your your exams, missing fifty percent of the paper. Yeah, that guilt just came up like a yeah. burp, did it? In fact, talking of guilt, I cheated in French as well. Anything else you want to get off your chest? A level economics. All oh, right. Well, <laughs> oh, I, I got a feeling the authorities might come round. I think this is the beta blockers talking. So at school. <laughs> Um, my best mate took, for his A-levels, took something like, I don't know, Latin economics and chemistry. Do you know what I mean? Like quite a strange combination. Mm. And because of the combination, the there was a clash between chemistry and economics, the A-level paper. Right. And so he had to do his economics in the morning and the rest of us had to do them in the afternoon. And we realised that if there was any way he could get the questions to us, we'd have about three or four hours to look up all the answers. Mm. So basically, he got his question paper, screwed it up, and as he walked out, we put it. a little bin outside because he was escorted <laughs> nice, to nice to because um, yeah, yeah. it was a boarding school, right. day school and boarding school. But they took him to like matron to be like in isolation. Right, but he okay. put the question paper in a bin that we left outside. Nice so the rest, work. We all passed except him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took one for the team. So again, sorry to him. Oh, blimey, yeah. Any others? I'm that's sure there'll it. be more, but... That's just that's the exam-based apologies, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your first surprise? Yeah, I'm slightly anxious. Go go for Are it. Are you? Yeah, yeah, just a bit. Why? Well, I, just the anticipation. You've obviously been doing some homework. Yeah, I. Um, we are now going to go into work-life ballet. Are you ready? Yeah. Antarctic monkeys? 
I think you want another apology to the monkey fighters, haven't you? You do like you do you do dislike when I get their name wrong. I love it and hate it. Yeah, so, in equal measures. You're torn. You're thinking yeah, they're mates. It's funny though. <laughs> that yeah. was quite quick as well, actually. Did you like that? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Them again. Yeah. Oh, love them. They're good, aren't they? Love them. Hey, we're talking about about to do your do music. So, uh, you know. Yeah. It's what I do, isn't it? It's what I do. It's get the Obama. Things, get things done. <laughs> Three points, fish. Anyway, better going with that section, mm. right, rather than chest bumping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 200 miles apart. We've already mentioned lockdown too. We have to give everything a name, don't we, these days? Everything mm. must have a name. Yeah, I guess. We talked about it in the last episode. You talk about training and people getting to the new mindset mm-hmm. and predictability. Yeah. We knew this was coming. I wanted to kind of, you know, really think about how I was working from home and, and trying to get into a you know, good mindset mm-hmm. and create some good news, new habits. So I just looked at kind of ways to unlock a mindset and top tips for working, being effective and productive in the confines of your four walls. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Please join in as you would. I guess I've been in. working from home always, haven't I? I don't know. Have you? Well, no, no. During the PT stuff, it's all, yeah. it's a home-based it's, it's activity, where you where you work, train, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on then. Fire. So the first one, be conscious of what you're absorbing. And by this, I mean stimulus uh, that you are setting yourself up to receive. It can be the people around you. So are they negative? Are they positive? Are they supportive? Are they calming? Are they aligned with what you're trying to achieve? I mean, this could obviously go more than just work. Your environment. So are you comfortable? Do you have the tools you need? Is it quiet? Do you like, you know, have you got a radio? Do you need music? Do you need silence? Do you need background noise? Is the lighting right? I'm quite funny about lighting i don't like being in bright lights so no. and do you have any distractions that you need to eliminate from your kind of working environment and again there's physical and mental things here that you can take from this mm-hmm. that we can all have clutter physical clutter and we can all have mental clutter yeah. so it's kind of being aware of if there is clutter where is it what is it and can we remove it if we feel it either kind of stresses us out or we mm-hmm. could be better without it mm-hmm. number two is have the right sources now this one came from something i was reading which wasn't something I'd normally think about, but I think it's certainly relevant to the things we've been talking about. So if you require information to get things done, take the time to understand them in your own way. So surround yourself with the data sources and tools that give you what you need and alternatively remove resources that you feel are superfluous to your goals. So getting rid of distractions then? Yeah, if you kind of need either information from, you know, from the internet or from colleagues or from, mm-hmm. from anyone, then part two of this is don't take what you read or hear at face value. Uh, explore all angles and views to ensure your understanding and view is true to you uh, it negates the chance for doubt and lack of confidence in your own knowledge because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really think about it until i read about it you can actually be less confident if it's not your your subject yeah. doesn't mean you can't talk confidently about it mm-hmm. but obviously you need to kind of get into it and understand it so it's mm-hmm. so easy to read stuff and just go regurgitate that yeah like this podcast <laughs> but it's you know if you read around it and then kind of make which I've, hopefully i've done here you make your own kind of informed view based on your own experiences that can give you a bit more confidence than to go and write or present or talking to someone. And I thought it's kind of sounds like quite a small thing, but I think it's quite important. I'm just trying to tie in with something I've been doing today. It's to do with mindfulness, but it's yet another different course to the one I've talked about before. I'm a bit course heavy at the moment. This is perfect um, for this then. Coming up to my yeah. my points in a minute, but but I'm relevant. just wondering whether there's two things um, when you were saying about you're sort of saying at the beginning about getting everything ready around you. So one of the things I'm doing now is this. Feet on floor, bum on chair, fof bok, yeah, which is a mindfulness yeah. thing. And it came up today in the Zoom meeting about someone saying a lot of people who are um, displaying anxiety often won't be grounded with the earth. Uh-huh. And quite often you see people um, 
tapping their feet or yep. having shakes in their legs yeah, or having yeah. their, their feet underneath their bum when they're sitting. And I am now yes. doing this sort of... Very, oh, yeah, you're not doing any of those things. I'm not doing any of these things. So there is that grounding. But the interesting thing around the mindfulness today that there was a little... Is it Venn diagram with the yeah. little circles? It had emotional mind and it had logical mind and they saw the intersection as being wise mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit what you're saying now, yeah. that, that that wisdom in the is, is that combination of knowing stuff. Yeah but also having the emotional intelligence to be able to use yes, good. what you know. Yeah. And so the wise mind can grow, but it has to be a combination of those other two. That's really good. So, yeah, it's a nice little diagram. Excellent. That's it. It's kind of pause my... Because I, th- I felt that was quite woolly on its own, mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with sources, but you've just made it less woolly. Good. And like the jumper behind you, which we'll come to in a minute. I basically sheared you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Create and repeat a new habit. Yeah. This isn't new. What's the one thing you want to make a habit of? Starting the day earlier to finish earlier, getting two hours of deep work a day done, creating spare time to train or spend time with your family. And what thing can you do and want to do that you can realistically do with consistency and repetition? Let's face it, there's nothing worse than putting effort into something that's just miserable. So I think yeah. that's quite because people talk about creating habits, but I've been reading about desire as well in terms of to be productive and be motivated to do something. You need to want to do it. Mm. You know, with work, there's always elements, there's always stuff that we have to do as part of our job. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have a desire to, but I think we can build things in in our day that have desire in them that we really, really want to do. The desire that might, it might help you get that thing done that you need to do for work or you need to do for someone else or whatever. Or it can just be, no, I'm just going to do that for me because it's really important. I need to, I need to make my soul feel good about that thing. That sometimes the task that you need to do, you're going to have to dig deep to get any desire yeah. out of it. And the thing I'm finding with one particular client at the moment who I'm really, really proud of is that she has created a desire around the streak of consistency. So the tasks she's doing mm-hmm. are mundane. Right. The excitement comes from every day she completes that task. Mm-hmm. So the task That's doesn't a, yeah. have any thrill. She's applying her. her own desire yeah. to and get so, to help get that done. Exactly. So I'm getting way. a WhatsApp going, do you know for three days I've done this mundane thing? So it's that streak, and I'm a big supporter of streak. And I was thinking, actually, it's one of the things that happens a lot in terms of things like um, NANAA, that is very much about, you know, when was the day you last? So it's that streak between you often repeat the last day you drank if you're going alcohol-free. Okay, what was the NA? Sorry, what was that? So narcotics. narcotics Okay, alcoholics, You you do, you know, I've been drier, I've been clean since this date. And that date becomes very important because it's then the streak where you can go back and go, yeah, that's a day, a month, or... 25 years whatever it happens right. to be so the streak is based on a i don't know is that does that create a motivation or does that create the buzz or that is that based on desire could but, it be potentially the streak yes is that the not streak a term is, i've heard the before? streak is self-fulfilling because what happens with the streak is that that you then have to question if you break the streak i gave the example before when we were doing the ten thousand steps and mm. i was saying i got to 123 days and then we had that trouble with yeah. garmin yeah what disappointed me wasn't that i hadn't done ten thousand steps it was that I now had to go another 124 days to get a streak <laughs> that big. Yeah, 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 I see what you mean. So it wasn't the task itself that was exciting me. It was look, it was look, oh, look so the at the discipline it, and consistency that I've I've shown in. Sorry, so the streak it. is the run. Yes, the streak is the uninterrupted run of, okay, of doing the Sorry, task. I just thought it might have been a slightly different terminology. But okay, got it. Yeah, um, yeah, because I've experienced that on not drinking. You get to the point where you don't want to ruin your streak. Yeah, it, and it probably feels like it's maybe three, four months in for me. Yeah, then it becomes 
I don't want to break that. Not just for one beer. That it become yeah, yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna under and then you get to the point where you don't even think about the streak. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. your way of life now. So not drinking is now a incredibly well ingrained habit. Yeah. Some of these some of these are a little bit kind of inspired by other things, but I've mm-hmm. tried to put my own spin on them. Yeah. Number four is start right, end right. Uh, spend a couple of minutes at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day or both uh, just to get your thoughts down for whatever reason, whether that's celebrating your small wins, a reminder for the next day, or in my case, just to stop it rattling around in my head. Yeah. You know, list is always good writing stuff down to whether you write stuff down because you have a lot going on. Yeah. Don't whether you put it anywhere. Some people don't have to put it anywhere. They can keep it all on their head and they're fine with it. I just find writing it down and even moving... It's probably getting into bullet journals, which I don't do, but even just writing a list, then even if I have to take that list and write exactly the same thing down on another page yeah. under a different date, that really, really helps me. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I've got a lot of store by lists. Yeah. And again, just the, the starting right and ending right kind of touches on the small steps and the take a breath take a step thing that we've been trying to mm-hmm. bring into this which i find really helpful so just spending that you get a coffee spend five minutes just jotting down what you need to do mm. i don't need to do all those things in that day they're just the things that are on my my horizon yeah. really yeah. and then i'll kind of spend the last minute going right if i do one thing today what is it so that again really really simple and lots of people talk about it. it's not new mm. but number five is simplify 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 As ironic a, you said that three times <laughs> Oh, it's good. <laughs> I feel a little bit silly, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah, that's got to stay. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> oh, he's so smart. Um, as Antoine de Saint Exupery, oh, all these difficult, all these people that say brilliant things have got really hard names yeah, to pronounce. Like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine de Saint Exupery, I'm mm. going to give it a bit of a French yeah. term, said, Perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. One of my favorite things. Yeah. So I, I will rename this Simplify. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really double down on removing the extraneous elements of your life. That's really broad. And that can be really difficult, granted. But even something as simple as the items on your desk or the amount of to-do lists that you give yourself. Uh, can you combine any tasks into one? Are your five high priorities really that high when you look mm-hmm. at them? I, I sometimes get do that. I and mean, it sounds really dramatic, but... Is anyone going to die if I don't do this? Yeah. Normally the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're a doctor. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can kind of look at it and go, really, really what's what's the worst that's going to happen yeah. if I don't yeah. do that? And that's yeah. quite a good way of going, no, I don't need to do that at all. Which brings me on to what can wait for tomorrow or what can find the trash. Yeah. I think it'd be amazing once you look at stuff, you just go, I don't, I don't need to do that at mm. all. Um, so there's a handful of ideas there, but I just wanted to give you my top three things that I do right now. So first one, um, deal with the ugly frogs first. Right. So this is a quote by Mark Twain. If it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. <laughs> you know, lots of people have taken the idea of dealing with frogs mm-hmm. in various ways. Um, but there's a book by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog, where the premise is that your frog is your biggest, most important task, the one you are most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it. It's also the one task that can have the greatest positive impact on your life and results at the moment. The first rule of frog eating is this. If you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. So it's worked for me because um, I like to get the ugly frogs dealt with early doors. I'm sort of guessing on this a bit, but it was something I brought up a couple of podcasts ago when I was saying that I procrastinated and putting off certain tasks and going to the dentist was one of them. And bearing in mind what you've just said the ugly frog of the dentist still had to be eaten yeah 
But by putting off eating it for weeks, all I had then was the ugly frog still there. It's getting uglier. Getting uglier. And I'd had all those weeks of worrying at its ugliness. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas if I'd eaten it on day one, yeah. it would have been the same outcome without the, yeah. the strife beforehand. So yeah, I think that is a good one. Just one thing can be really, really difficult. And this ugly frog might just be, you know, could be something that's just really confrontational that you have to get out. Yeah. That you just, you've been worrying about, you're up at you know, night thinking about it. Get it scheduled in get it done and you know that mm. the feeling of, of getting that that really ugly frog nailed before 10 o'clock for example could give is you a, a fantastic the other stuff i guess yeah it's gonna, yeah. gonna you think what well, if yeah it does it if i can do the frog the then the rest's easy my second one is aim for at least one hour of deep work a day okay deep work we did busy work didn't we yeah well deep work there's a great book called um deep know, work deep work <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, by cal newport um so his uh definition of deep work is professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that puts your cognitive capabilities to their limit these efforts create new value improve your skill and are hard to replicate so shallow work is non-cognitively demanding logistical style tasks often performed while distracted these efforts tend not to create much new value in the world and are easy to replicate Sounds like a small step, but if I can have an hour of kind of uninterrupted work, mm -hmm. that is really good for me. I, I think when, when cafes were open, if I can, so I'm in the office and I just want to get something done, I will then take myself off to a cafe, yeah. sit down there, headphones on and bosh through whatever it is. And, I, and what I can do in an hour, what anyone can do in an hour, mm. is sometimes the doing less well yeah. that we talked about. Um, I find that incredibly productive for me. Yeah, you know, whether you need to change your environment or come off your laptop and, and write something down or go and take a walk and think about something that can be deep work yeah. in a way or yeah. just making notes or something but um, just, just anecdotally because one of the things that i think happens when we have these discussions is that because we have a number of differences in our approach to mm. to life in general you just see i move my phone and with one of the things we're very good is we do have fairly strict rules about this it's like no eating unless it's at the end of a <laughs> chicken sandwich it's no we don't look at our phones, you know, we, we do concentrate on presenting what we're presenting. And yeah. It isn't just sort of, but I, if you notice that I just moved my phone from yeah. the table, there is no need for that to be in my line of vision because mm -hmm. I'm not going to touch my phone. Yeah. If I'm seeing that phone, yeah. part of my brain's going, there might be a red dot. Yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. Now I can't see the phone. Yeah. The red dot has gone further from my yeah, mind. And I, it's interesting. I, something we're going to talk about, this piece of paper, which I haven't even mentioned to you, that came through the post in a brown envelope. Is that, <laughs> that was in my line of sight. Yeah. I don't like that piece of paper, so I've put it under the table. Do you want to explain the real reason why you don't like that piece of paper? Uh, no, I'll come into it a little bit okay. more detail. Yeah, no, I'll come into a bit more detail. There's, okay. there's several reasons I don't like it. So just to wrap this little bit up, for me, as we touched on the other week, we're all guilty of letting things overwhelm us. Yeah. And that overwhelm is the thing that's become the consistent and repetitive thing. Yeah. All-consuming, isn't it? Yeah. The overwhelming bit. And, if we, and going back to the simplify, simplify, <laughs> simplify, unless we can do that and, and keep doing that, then it'll always feel like we're on the back foot. So we're, and I, I totally understand that we're not going to stop the external and unplanned impacts on our lives. We can get into the habit of taking a little time to assess them and actually understand how important they are to our specific goals. And I think this whole thing for me is about control. I think we have more control than we probably give ourselves credit for. I think it's just because we have got into the habit of piling things on things, on things, on yeah. things, taking that time to kind of go, all of those things don't really matter. Mm. They don't. No. And we can just go, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to listen to that person. or I'm not going to see that person. I'm going to put my phone in my pocket and go for a walk. Yeah. Or we're totally in control of these things. And they might 
feel like very trivial things, but they're not. If you add them all up, they, they become overwhelmed. Yeah. If, you, if you could just fill this table full of all the things that we feel overwhelmed by, yeah. we looked at them individually, they probably seem like absolutely nothing. Using AA as an example, one of the 12 steps is about, you know, is a bracy, you know, don't worry about the things you can't control. Yeah. You know, they are by very definition outside your control. Yeah. It's too easy and maybe because of the pressures from social media that we've discussed before, there's almost this feeling of if you get everything sorted, mm. then you're going to have your empty desk and you can sit back and go, yeah. that's it, I've got life sorted. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like your cottage core in Nigeria. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's the perfect meal, everything's done, I've nothing. Yeah. There's always there's always going to be stuff on the table. There is, yes. But it's, it's how you deal with that stuff rather than expecting it all to be mm. cleared. Yeah. No, and then the list I kind of started on, which was, you know, be conscious of what you're absorbing, which is a lot like controlling what you're putting in your mouth when yeah. you come to nutrition. Yeah. You, know, you can not put that <laughs> that's sat in front of a biscuit in your mouth. Yeah. Or um, So we have a choice of where we get our sources from and we have a choice of whether we create new habits yeah. or, you know, continue with existing bad ones. We have a choice of how we start and end the day. And we have a choice of how much we want to simplify, simplify, simplify our <laughs> life if we choose to do so. So there we are. There's a few bits that I just kind of, and I've been really focused on getting that done this week. And, and has it been positive for you? Um, yeah, I think it has. Good. There's certainly the, I don't need to worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a time and a place and just taking that, you know, just let that one simmer. Yeah. That's been really, really helpful. Anything else? Is that, is that right? Does no. that make sense? Yeah. Got it all. It's like a takeover. You're going solo now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i'm going on my own you got all this planning yeah <laughs> i'm just like you my stooge my stooge yeah am i taking over this episode i have haven't i suddenly i'm the back, back <laughs> end of the, the pantomime donkey just for this just for this yeah. one do you like your second surprise go on it's time for drop and give me 20 okay great we gave you the cheeky one do you like it yeah i'm trying to can i have another quick play i'm trying yeah. to which one i do i'm just trying to place what it reminds me of okay let's go not stranglers no more heroes oh that's quite good do, 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 do. anyway that's your new theme love it <laughs> so lifting in lockdown over to you i'm gonna shut my face for a bit so one of the things i've realized listening back as we do repeatedly to our own voices in can't get enough can more self-congratulatory just to get the figures up um oh welcome to the ukraine as well yeah hello we set a we set a lot of hairs running every week don't we with either like faux competitions and by the way is was it dave david who yeah. won the cormorants has he had anything no he haven't. i haven't i haven't sent it yet i was, was hanging out for any other entries on our main competition okay. but we're just gonna have to i think should we call that should we call it yeah we'll send him okay We'll send them something. So competition um, ended at 1559. <laughs> we continually say about this, about having a takeaway, having one particular little nugget that people, and I've found this week one or two bits of feedback that I really enjoyed is, is especially clients, I think, going, when you said that one thing. Yeah. And I love that as a yeah, start. No, it's it's really like, good, yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter that there was a lot of bump from waffle if there was something that's made mm. a difference and mm. I'm, I'm that's that's what we're after i guess and so i think what i was saying about the lockdown lifting just saying to someone just try this yep and basically habit stacking is you have certain habits that become your default so you were saying about 
putting the kettle on, making a cup of coffee. You don't have to remind yourself every day to do that. You don't have to remind yourself every day to get dressed. Those mm-hmm. are habits yeah, when they start yeah, off yeah. and they then become life. Yeah. So with habit stacking is if you've already got a habit that's established and has become mm-hmm. default and you're trying to um, create a new habit to become default, then you stack them together. Yeah. And so I was thinking whether this is a habit stacking. So the two things we're going to do, I don't know if this is going to work live on air. We're going to give it a go. <laughs> so this is a five minute tricep exercise and it's not rocket science. It's not clever. It's not. I've got a feeling that I'm going to be the demo. Here. You're going to be the demo. But I just want, if someone's going to see this or read this, does this work? And if it doesn't work with you, we can either like <laughs> <laughs> right. be, be cruel on the edit. And the second thing, which I think we'll do in the next podcast, yeah. is that I was saying, um, Amelia, who is a guest on 15, has done a number of workouts mm. that are way beyond anything I can do in terms of, she's got great form and great, great technique. Yeah. And I contacted her today. They're on her Instagram. But if we give the link to that, rather than us yeah. go... Here's all these different yeah, squats. Yeah, she's got all of them. If I think we watching. can link straight to the highlights. I think she's got all of them in, yeah. in maybe one yeah. highlight. So. And again, that might open up and that, that there might be other things people want to see. But I thought yeah. if we do this first one almost to show how easy it is. Yeah. And because we haven't be, we haven't preempted this. So I'm literally going to ask you to do this and yeah. then you can give your feedback as you go. Okay, so this is just as a reminder that we're going to do three of these over the next three episodes. Yep. This one is for... An upper body workout, just yep. p- particularly for your triceps. Your chest will get a little bit moved. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The second one we're going to be looking at lower body, lower body with the squats. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. A variety of squats that we'll use from Amelia. And the uh, last one is going to be stability and balance. Yeah. So just small things yeah. that you can do. Then we're going to put each this. of these up as little highlights. Yeah. Um, one might just be a link to a video. Yeah. One might be, I think, a written format of what you're about to do now. Yeah. Just, so I think just we'll, a small paragraph. So, I, so that's going to be three of the next kind of week and a half, really. Yeah. So you don't have to wait that yeah. long to have them okay. Yeah. okay where do you want me so this isn't going to be one of those things about or this is going to be you know your 28 day guide to fat loss or this isn't going to be building rock solid abs it's just doing an exercise to work a muscle on your body full stop so takes five minutes never any longer i don't want people to do 10 15 20 minutes that's not the point of these so the first one is press-ups against a wall yes so you can use the door there so literally just going to stand a bit away from the door, arms out, touching the door, and then, yeah, just about shoulder width apart. And then you're just going to lower your chest between your hands uh-huh. as if you were doing a press up. And you're going to do that for 30 seconds. Yeah. And the reason that we're doing it like this is that this is easier than a press up. So if somebody is new to doing this particular exercise, they can do this and they don't have to progress to the other ones. And although that's easy to start up with, it's not that easy when you continue. You're still, you're still working. And it's good for my not so good arm. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me talking? I can, I can hear you talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you can just stop that. So that's going to be 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you rest for 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you repeat. That's, that's twice. Okay. Well, you repeat once, so two run-throughs. <laughs> The next one is going to be press-ups on a bench. So there's a table there or a chair. Yeah. doesn't matter. Exactly the same. Arms are going to go out onto the, the table. Body straight, plank position. And your elbows don't come out to the sides. Almost go what we call an arrow. So they're going to sort of come back a bit, but not out wide. Right. Yep. So you're going to do 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. So you're lowering your body towards the table. 
So this is a step up on the door, so it's harder. Creaking. Yeah. Okay, so you can stop that now. If 20 seconds is too much, stop at 15 and do two lots of 15. This is going to be progression. And then the third one is press-ups on the floor. And some people are going to be listening and going, you're having a laugh. Uh, 10 seconds on, 10 seconds rest. Same arrow, elbows. Yep, so the elbows coming back, not out too wide. Keep your body straight. Don't lead with your hips, lead with your chest. Okay, good, and come up. Okay, so that was about one minute, and you you can feel it. You should feel it on the back of your arms. Yeah. So that's it. Nothing more complicated than that. Yeah. You're slightly out of breast. Breast. <laughs> slightly out of breasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's worked already. <laughs> um, it's raised your heart rate. It has, yeah. If if after the door the table is too much, just do it all Glad on the no door. Glad no one came of the wall. in. Well, <laughs> no. That was good. So just quick and simple, that's it. And it's just one of the things I know, and the reason we're doing this is one of the things in lockdown one is that people are saying to me, there are 24,000 different exercises on YouTube, but I'm not going to sit and do them because I don't know where to start. Yeah. And what a lot of other people said is, I'm watching Joe Wicks at nine o'clock. So whatever he does, because all I have to do is switch on the television. Mm. So there is that around convenience of exercise. If you have to go seeking something, yep. you're not going to do it. So for this, this is four or five lines, a very short paragraph. You're all right. Do you want to lie down? No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I haven't trained this week. <laughs> simple, 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 as we say. That is good. And I, th I think through lockdown, there's, we've got the same coffee machine, haven't we? Mm -hmm. So when it kind of cranks up and does its pre-warm-up thing, mm -hmm. It's probably a minute, if that, maybe less than a minute. Yeah. And I tried to do as many press-ups as I could do mm -hmm. before it was ready to make a coffee, okay. which is another, because it's just dead time. I could just be standing there looking out the window. Yeah. Actually, it's amazing what you can do in that time. Yeah. Yeah. You think how many coffees you probably, I probably make. Or... And you could even split this up if your time pressures. You could do press-ups against the wall on your first coffee on the table for your second. It's amazing how cardio that is. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. There's nothing clever or highfalutin. Mailbag. Um, we were just chatting off air mm -hmm. how well um, our episode with Brian has been going. Mm. It's had a real, real spurt. Yeah. Which is great because it's a good episode. Injection of young blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is episode 20 No Pain, No Gain. Yeah. So check it out. It's, it's there's a few more a bit, since I last looked. It's very popular, mm. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Um, did you have a story about Brian? Only that when the same person that, that well, I've, I've mentioned, haven't I, quite a few people go, oh, I really enjoy the podcast. Demo sounds really cute. Or, and it's like, <laughs> no. I and love then, these stories. And then, and then someone goes, love the, the last podcast, Big Red Heart Brian. And it's like, again, <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's learning. I need affirmation. <laughs> I don't care what you think of I Brian. I said this to you before. <laughs> that Irish lilt and his good looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even his good looks work on the... On the podcast, that's how good looking he is. <laughs> Comes across through through audio. But I said to you, you lots of people say nice things about you. I probably just forget to tell you <laughs> for someone, <laughs> um, for someone who you know likes it as much as you do. I probably should give you more. But yeah. um, I was speaking to a friend of mine this morning, and uh, she was saying she really loved your stuff around nutrition. Okay, really, really loved that, good. and we and then which kind of made me think. Actually, we haven't done that for a while. No, so that would be good to, especially because I'm living on crisps and chocolate, as you know. Are you? 
Yeah. Can't be good for your ticker, can it? I'm in such a calorie deficit because of the heart. Oh, you're trying to bulk? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm trying to, I'm losing about half a pound a day. Oh, yeah. I'm burning 4,800 calories a day. Do you want another pastel heart? donata? <laughs> another one if you want one. Your need's greater than mine. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll nibble on a tonics in a minute. But no, no. It's, it's just shame we keep... can't just exchange, isn't it? You don't want to lose a bit. You want to gain a bit. Yeah. Just like touch fingers and go, you know, that'd be nice. You could do that. But there's the two things that would make your fortune as a PT. One would be almost like, as you're saying, like you can share data on your phones if you could share something that, you know, metabolisms or something like that. And the other one yeah. where I think I'd make the biggest fortune is if female clients could, could lose a stone and a half, but keep their boobs the same size. <laughs> right. That seems to be the biggest, the biggest, um, right. Yeah. Regret. That is quite a difficult yeah, well, you can't spot Balance. reduce fat, so it's yeah, fat you got, goes where your body decides. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you can't decide where you're going to keep it or where you're going to lose it. Yeah, I don't think we've ever mentioned that. That that is something that's really, really worth bearing in mind. It is. Because yeah. Clients will go, or oh, because the one we just did there was triceps. Yes. And I hate the term bingo wings. I think it's I don't like it, but people still use it. And I'll say, you carry. I don't can't remember the exact percentage. I think it's something like 20, on average twenty one percent more fat. Mm on the tricep area than men that's, right yeah roughly so there will be more fat there yeah and doing loads of press-ups won't get rid of that fat yeah it'll increase uh, muscle size if you do and underneath and, and it'll start yeah, changing yeah. the shape of your arms and that will be of benefit yeah but this idea which has been sort of brought about for ages like you know do 100 sit-ups and lose fat on your abs it doesn't it doesn't no the exercise has relevance to the muscularity it doesn't have relevance to the fat in that particular area and i think that's so your abs could look amazing under layers and layers of fat couldn't they yeah yeah and they will (laughs) i mean doing the sit-up well not sit-ups but doing abs exercises will increase the muscularity most of our abs would look pretty much look there or thereabouts anyway unless you're working them all the time which they'd be more pronounced yeah but and that's maybe worth mentioning that photograph we'll bring this up now yeah let's do it because in the last episode, I mean, I listened back to it. We both did. We both forgot that whole thing had happened. Yes, where all your totally. e- ECG stickers have stuck to you. Yeah, and I took a photo. Yeah, live on air. Yeah, and I didn't publish it. And then you, what did you say to me this week? I said, "Do you mind if I post this picture of you?" And I said, "Yes, I do mind." Yeah, and, and I went. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, um, for myself, really interesting. Mm. Two things. One is. I would always be as constructive as I could be around body positivity. I've alluded to James Smith before, and Mm -hmm. I don't agree with everything he says. I agree with a lot. But one of the things he used to say was around things like, he used to to, to talk about stretch marks quite a lot. And and women, especially men get them as well a lot, but women especially would go blah, blah, blah. And he's going, not so much no one gives a fuck, but... Mm -hmm. Why do you see those as negative? Mm. It's it's just because of society going, oh, you've got this element that's wrong, or you've got that yeah. element that's wrong. And, yeah. you know, per se, it's like the cellulite thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I think the point I was making is that, obviously, when I'm working with clients, it's around trying to make them positive, trying to make changes where they can, if that makes them happier, but also accepting that, you know, we're not trying to create a perfect, flawless body. Yeah. But when you took that picture, I thought, I don't like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want you to post it because of two things, I think. One was just pure vanity. Yeah. I didn't look at my best. <laughs> yeah. And secondly, I think what happened was that gave me a little bit of an insight because I'm not able to train because of my heart and because I'm eating shit. Yeah. My body has changed a lot in two weeks, mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah. 
and I'm sort of thinking that didn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. So part of it was the vanity. If you're yeah. going to send it, yeah, you know, I can send you other pictures if you want to post something. <laughs> I'll put the stickers back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but so so I was in that real thin that that real sort of yeah, um, tightrope between. Am I good doing like? Well, if anyone's going to see my abs, I'm going to be tense. They're going to be black and white with a lot of shadow. Yeah. Or is it because that to me reflects? my current demise physically because of my heart yeah that that's almost like a reminder that if that's the image that goes up it's like yeah most you're people, not very well. Mo- well most people look at that and go he's in pretty good shape yeah you but, know what i mean which you are so but i know but it's it goes down to the your perception but i yeah. i'm also very respectful of not putting up pictures of i never have been even on, on any social or anything yeah. i would never yeah. just put a picture of anybody up no without no. their asking i just yeah. think it's rude yeah. Really yeah. rude. Especially when you're half naked, it's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went holiday um Turkey a few years ago. We went to the the mud baths. Yeah. We we pallied up with another couple just yeah. chatting. We all kind of they took pictures of us and mm-hmm. we took pictures of them and then yeah. we swapped them. Yeah. And I remember coming back, the pictures all went up online. Okay. And we were tagged in them. Right. And I was just looking at and that's probably one of the one of the biggest reasons for me just binning my account and coming straight off. Because it's like and I wasn't looking by I was on holiday. Covered in mud. Yeah, yeah, and not looking particularly. I didn't feel good about myself no. anyway. But and, but people just do that, don't they? Mm. And if you take a different scenario, I took a picture of your pic- pictures of people in the back garden, we're all having fun, and then I go and post them or go start going and put them on lampposts around the place. <laughs> Why is that any different? Yeah. Or in the yeah. olden days, yeah. I'll go down to the local village post office and yeah. put them up in the notice board. Twenty p postcard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't do it. Everyone would go. Um. Excuse me. But it's totally acceptable to yeah put a picture of you know I think that's anyway so that's why I did and it. Also, I you could almost you could almost see that with with mental aspects as well. It's almost like yeah. if it, if it's that easy that you can just put almost as you saying without permission a picture of someone covered in mud when they might not feel happy about yeah. themselves. You you're not going to put a report about their mental health or like no. you know yeah congratulations on completing ten weeks of therapy. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it, it is a very private no, yeah, body's as private yeah, as your mind. Isn't absolutely. It? So. That's a really good point. Mm. So the guy on the chase, Mark on the chase, stood up on the chase yesterday. Yeah. And th- the question was about basketball. Mm. And I didn't realize, on average, that the tallest player mm. plays a position called center. Yeah. And he stood up and said, I'm six foot six and a half. And he said, in the NBA, that the average height of a center is six foot 11 and a half. So him standing up is basically going, look at me, I'm tall. Yeah. Applaud me. <laughs> That's what he <laughs> Bow said. Bow to my feet. Yeah. yeah. And the extra half inch wasn't necessary. You are tall. Mm. End of. And I think we had this discussion in... Lisbon. In Lisbon. Yeah, it was really weird you brought this up because yeah. I was going to bring it up. With okay. You. Spooky. All so right. do you want to... Because my memory of Lisbon... Oh, on this particular it's, conversation, it just came to me when this guy stood I, up. I remember exactly, I don't know why, I remember exactly where we were okay. when you brought it up. Okay. But someone made a passing comment about someone who walked past yep. about them being not being particularly tall. Yeah. And you went into your, isn't it weird how, and I went, I have never, never thought of it like that. Short is bad, tall is good. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's, starts with children, doesn't it? My God, how tall you are. Yeah. Not like, oh. You haven't grown much. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a real odd one, isn't it? Yeah. Where it's seen as some kind of 
but you can be too t- you can be too tall, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that looks oh that looks all that must be awful for him. Yeah, over six seven foot, foot for a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the and the couples, or you know, the woman who's taller than their partner. Oh or, God, yeah. Is, why is yeah. that such a thing? Yeah. It's weird. So it's got to be a power. It's got to be a power play, hasn't it? Or you're, you're you're more virile if you're taller, or you're stronger if you're but taller. But no one or... questions it. You wouldn't you wouldn't go you wouldn't do it on on skin color or gender or or even things like length of hair. Maybe you wouldn't mm. like go short hair's bad, long hair's good. No, but you, you yeah. would go to someone. You, you you would definitely would go. He's really and it's like um, what's the Paddy McGuinness? Take me out. Yeah. You know, what's your perfect man? Well, you know, tall, dark, and handsome. Well, you wouldn't go on, well, I only really like black men. Yeah. Well, no, it's like, but I only like tall men. Yeah. It's fine, and it's just a very casual form of prejudice. Yeah. So, yeah, adding that extra half was almost like taking the piss out of me. I say I'm almost six foot, because five, seven is almost six foot. (laughs) (laughs) So I can always put the extra cushion on your chair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you can reach the microphone. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Isn't that weird? You brought that up and I was mm. thinking about it this week. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Right, we're going to have to end. When I say cut it short, I was... All right. <laughs> you're, too, you're too good today. Mm. Stop being good. Okay. Stop being witty. Let's go. I've got a lot more for the next podcast. Let's Great. get a coffee. Yeah, that's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be on our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your podcasting app. And if you're enjoying this podcast and you feel you're getting something from it, then please do tell friends, family and colleagues and help us spread the word. Give us a follow on Instagram at I'm Finecast and send us your feedback and questions to our email, which is I'm Finecast at gmail.com. Can I put in a footnote? But before we say bye. It would be interesting to know how many people don't get to this bit. Mm. And I was going to say, I'm going to put my money on the table now. And at the end of your subtitled Swedish drama that you watch at the independent cinema, you wait to the end and let all the credits roll before you leave. Am I right? Yeah. No, I just, I, I, well, think, it's a, I think it's a thing, isn't it? Some people, as soon as the film's finished, yeah, they're out the, the, the door. Oh, yeah. This bit could be the best, but we'll put in an hour of absolute gold now <laughs> for the three people that's yeah, still here. Bonus footage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> we haven't got time. So in the next episode, uh, our personal health and technology, um, we've got part two of lifting in lockdown. So uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.